Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone. It's all happening, isn't it? Uh, two big events currently underway. Uh, Jimmy Williams kept you up to date in the run home with Hayes and Mardo. The uh, boys are back to wrap it all up. Whether the Wildcats progress or don't progress, we'll know literally in the space of maybe the next quarter of an hour. And also, we'll keep you up to date with the cricket. Uh, they've gone to tea. In fact, they've just resumed after tea. And Australia, who won the toss and elected to bat 8 for 174. We'll come back to that in a moment. But let's update uh, all the latest in sport. All thanks to Tyre Power. Uh, buy three, get one free on selected Falcon tyres during Tyre Power's best buys on big brand sale. Jimmy, uh, welcome back. I know you've been busy this afternoon since uh, this match got underway. The South East Melbourne Phoenix against Perth Wildcats. Uh, the Wildcats doing everything they can now in the final quarter, led by Bryce Cotton to try and maybe narrow the deficit and even possibly steal the win come full time. They have really come out breathing fire in this fourth quarter. A couple of really important defensive stops. They've cut it back to six with just over eight to play. Pete, they're right in this. Um, Mm -hmm. It it wasn't looking good at a couple of stages, but they've hung around long enough. They're there. They can win the game. They just got another stop and they just made another three. They are... Bryce Cotton. They can win this game. If Bryce Cotton is making shots then it just makes them a completely different basketball team. Got a little bit of faith, Pete. What have they cut the margin to now? Now so, it's only three. 78-75, yep. Cotton with a three. Changes the dynamic absolutely massively. Um, it would be a huge result for them uh, based on the end of their season, and they haven't ha- been consistent, have they, for the large part of the season. But to to go over there tonight and get a win would be enormous, I'm sure, for many of our Wildcats uh, supporter base listening in here on SEN. Mm. would be a, a great thing for the organisation. All right, we'll come back to that in the moment. A chance uh, to actually reduce the deficit as well, Jimmy. Bryce Cotton uh, from the free... Nails it. Yeah, it's 78-76 now. So that's amazing. They've really come out uh, snarling uh, in this final term. The Wildcats uh, lead quarter four, scoring 11-2 to two at the moment. Didn't Marto say they've got to restrict the Phoenix to under 20 yep. points in this final term. They're on target to do that early on. And then get, and then get, so get stops and then make buckets. And if you've got Bryce Cotton at one end doing that and everyone else chipping in on the defensive end, they've given themselves every chance now. Good stuff, Jimmy. All right, uh, we'll keep a tab on that. Uh, the other big event, as we know, is the cricket. Eight for 174. Australia in their first innings. They're in the opening day of the first test at Nagpur. Dave Warner. And Usman Kawaja opened the batting. Usman went first for one. And when Dave Warner went out like this, uh, it was two for two. Towards us. Towards Warner. Bowls him! Off stump out of the ground. Shammy castles the left-hander. Australia, two for two. Straight away coming around the wicket. We had one delivery in that first over from around from over the wicket. 
but coming around and that angle again for David Warner. Forcing the play, but I'm just got a sense there. I'm interested in the replay to see if it, how much bounce there was. Came back in towards him with the angle. Maybe just a little bit of seam. Okay, so uh, there you go. Both openers out for one. It was two for two. Labashane made 49. Steve Smith, 37. They were the leading uh, run scorers. Now, Peter Hanscom, a surprise inclusion coming in at batting at number six. is 30 not out currently. Matt Renshaw, again, another surprise coming to bat at number five. Travis Head, the big story, not included after what has been a purple period uh, with the bat for Travis Head in the home series against South Africa and the West Indies. He was left out. Renshaw came in and Renshaw got a golden duck LBW to Jadeja. Let's have a listen to some of the highlights called by the SEN commentary team there in Nagpur leading up to the tea break. Jadeja bowls. Oh, he he stops. Oh, that is so well bowled. No need to go upstairs. Labashane was beaten in flight. The man on debut, Barat, does the rest with the stumping. So Matt Renshaw to face his first ball. Three catching men. Jadeja delivers over the wicket. Shout for lead for four. Out, it's given. He's on a hat trick. Renshaw lunged forward. Jadeja gets it spot on. Left arm round the wicket. Oh, and that one's beating him on the inside end. He's bowled him. Steve Smith has been knocked over. Ashwin's got a slip and a short leg. Away from us. Round the wicket. Reverse Nick dead. Bowls in. Will you not get the reverse right? Get off the end you did a dismissal. It can end you did the demise. And so it does for Alex Carey. Ashwin bouncing away from us. Bowls to Cummins. Ashwin taking a slip. Ashwin gets a second. Cummins on the back foot. Steering it into the hands of Coley. Yeah. There's that edge that's taken a slip. He's wrapped on the pads as well. And the finger goes up. So there you go, some of the highlights from our SEN commentary team led by uh, Adam Collins, uh, Jared Whateley and co. So at the moment, 8 for 175 uh, play has recommenced. Nathan Lyon uh, is not out, no score. And Peter Hanscom not out on 38 for 175. We'll take a break. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll bring you up to date with the Wildcats. And in fact, it's 86 all. The Phoenix and the Wildcats are at 86 points apiece with just under five minutes to play in the fourth and final quarter. Jimmy Williams will update it for us after the break. And then we'll speak also to Jeff Marsh, former Australian uh, cricketer, opening batsman, has toured India and as well uh, involved with the Perth Scorchers and WA Cricket. We'll talk to Jeff Marsh as well about everything to do with cricket after the break. Don't go away. This is Sports Day WA. It's all thanks to Kia, progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. And you can join us anytime on the Tempera Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Great to have your company. Plenty of sport happening. Let's update firstly before we go to the cricket, update the test match and then have a chat to Jeff Marsh. Jimmy Williams, uh, bring us up to date with what's happening. South East Melbourne Phoenix against the Perth Wildcats. It is uh, really 
right edge of the seat stuff, isn't it? They've been super in this final term, Pete. They had a deficit at three-quarter time. They have smashed it out of the park in this fourth quarter, 22 to 10 so far, 91 to 88. They lead by three points, 3.38 to go. Uh, Wow, can they hang on? If you've got Bryce Cotton hooping like that, I would suggest yes. Even Mitch Norton was making three. So they're playing with plenty of confidence right now. Yeah, they certainly are. But a three-pointer there from the Phoenix right at the end. So let's update the score. A two-pointer, actually. Yeah, 91 to 90. And Bryce Cotton's just been fouled. And I think he'll go to the line because I think they're in the bonus. So... Uh, a huge moment in the game. Bryce Cotton, a chance, put us up by three. And, uh, of course, they will play if they are victorious. They play the loser out of the next qualifier. Is Cairns and the Jack Jumpers. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. And then they'll go into the finals proper or the playoffs proper. The series is, uh, yeah, the true series, either against the Sydney Kings or against uh, the second place New Zealand Breakers. Beautiful. Good on you, Jimmy. We'll come back. And probably when Jimmy comes back, we'll have a full-time result for you. Nine for 176 are the Australians. Uh, and they've just lost Peter Hanscom, LBW, to the Jaja for 31 and it's amazing, uh, Ravindra Gajaja has taken now five for 46, and he's bowled 21.5 overs, eight maidens, now five for 47. He's just completed his 22nd over. Joining us now is a man that knows a lot about cricket. I'm going to ask him what he thought about Saturday night, because they're wearing the orange. He's been involved in cricket all his life as an Australian uh, representative, both as a player, as a coach. He's travelled overseas. He's been involved at the Wacker for many years. Jeff Marsh, thanks for joining us here on Sports Day WA. Good to be here, mate. Lovely to have a chat to you, Jeff. Firstly, let's talk about the test match currently underway. You have been an Australian coach. You've been a selector. You've been a senior figure around Australian cricket. Uh, were you surprised that Travis Head wasn't selected in the middle order for Australia in this first test? They've gone with Peter Hanscom and, of course, Matt Renshaw. Well, I'm, I can't believe they haven't uh, picked Head in the side. He's played so well for us and... Um, you know, it's just the way he plays. And he's the sort of player that, um, you know, he can turn a game in a session with the way that, uh, with his aggression and the way that he plays. And it certainly is a massive surprise to me that, uh, especially after his form over the last uh, 12 months, that he's uh, not playing. We know the politics of the Australian cricket team has changed somewhat from the days when you were Australian coach. But who would have made those decisions? You know, Pat Cummings as the captain, Andrew McDonald now as the incumbent coach. Who makes those decisions and what is seen by many as being a very strange decision? Yeah, I think I think on tour you have a you'll have a selector on tour with you, um, and then obviously uh, the coach and the captain will sit down and um, and they'll pick the side that they think's going to play the best in the conditions that uh, that um, are there. So they would have made that decision knowing that you know Hanskin's a very good player of spin bowling, Renshaw's a very good player of spin bowling, very much improved player of spin bowling. So. I guess they've gone. They've gone that way. They've gone with something different. Um, but I find Head just being one of those players who can turn a game, and we've seen how fast he scores. Mm. And um, you know, you see the current score now with the Australians, where you know they they get being bogged down. Where he's that sort of player that can go out there. Yes, he takes the risk. Yes, he's brave. But um, you know, it comes off a lot of times for him. 
Saying that, uh, it is a huge series. I spoke to John Buchanan, who was the coach in Australia last one in India in 2004-2005. Jeff, what are your experiences of going to the subcontinent? Hard work. It's, 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 probably, it's probably one of the best series you'll play in. Playing India in India, you, you know you're going to play on wickets that suit them and they turn and um, you know I just think that uh, when you, we look back over the last number of series in India v Australia test series have just been great test matches and you've been glued to the TV we've got um, you know Lyon um, he's going to bowl exceptionally well on, on those wickets our quicks have bowled very well there before so I think it's going to be a, you know a great series and uh, as they always are they haven't selected Ashton Agar. Does that surprise you? Todd Murphy has got his call-up, uh, test debut well, for well, the youngster. A hundred percent, that surprises me because I picked him in the last test match, and he'd come off, he'd come off uh, basically two years of of, of T Twenty cricket and one day cricket, and they selected him. And um, he's a very, very experienced cricketer. Um, we've seen him bowl at the wacker. We see how hard he works, and um, you know, I think. Going to the camp earlier, missing out on the Big Bash finals. Um, you know, he put a lot into the last, you know, month preparation to play in the Test match, and I was really disappointed that um, after being selected in Sydney, he didn't get the first chance with Lyon in uh, India. Okay, let's have a look to last Saturday night. You've been involved in cricket a long time. You love it. It's in your blood. It's in your DNA, Jeff Marsh. We know it is an important part of the Marsh way of life, even with your sons. What was that experience for you like last Saturday night with the Scorchers getting up? Uh, it was just, I reckon, like 53,000 people that were there. I mean, it was just it was just a great game of cricket from ball one, you know, when they got away to a bit of a flyer and, um, you know, they played uh, really well and then our boys were terrific in their surge and, and took wickets and stopped it from scoring runs and then just the way that we climbed through our innings and the way we finished it off was just... Uh, it was just magnificent to watch and certainly up there with, with one of the best games that I've ever been involved in. Yes, it was an outstanding game. A lot has been said about the captaincy and the way he's handled the team. Ashton Turner, your thoughts on his leadership? Because you've been a leader in your time. Well, I, the two things that really stuck out to me on that day, one is the last five overs of the game. I don't think I'll ever forget that. But the uh, the uh, and the other one was uh, Ashton's speech to the players on the ground uh, when we came to get in the huddle. Um, you know, just the way that he spoke. He spoke about being brave. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, he wanted us to go out there and have fun, um, and that there, you know, if you were brave. Um, uh, that there are 11 players out there that will support you and it was okay to make a mistake. So he just spoke magnificently and it, had, it certainly had hairs on the back of my uh, back standing. And uh, I was standing next to Ash. On, uh, I was on one side and, and Adam was on the other side and you could feel the tension in them when, you put it, when we put our arms around their shoulders and that, and, uh, that speech was um, something that uh, I've never heard before. Yeah, lovely to share it with us too, Jeff. Saying that... Uh, I gather that speech empowered Cooper Conley and even uh, Nick Hobson to do what they did late in the game. Well, the thing about those two players is that they've trained for that moment for the last six months. 
they know that uh, that's their job going in at number going in at number six and number seven that you've got to go from ball one and um, you know it was the day before the game we had training at the Wacker and um, and those two players or was uh, sorry it was two days before the game it was a rest day for the Scorchers but those two players came down uh, and had centre wicket practice and, and and practice exactly exactly what they were going to do on. Um, uh, on Saturday night, and uh, that's exactly how it panned out there. They went out there. It was an incredible pressure when they went out. You know, the run out of uh, Ashton and, you know, I, I kept asking Nick uh, on the night and the and the day after, you know, how mentally, how were you going at that stage? You just run the captain out. We needed 10 and over. And, uh, you know, he just, uh, he just said he got the greatest kick out of Ashton saying, win the game for us, he can win the game for us from here as he walked past him, which I thought was something sensational to say to a young player. And then for the for, for uh, the young boy to come out and do what he did, that was just exceptional. Jeff, uh, as we let you go, Sheffield Shield cricket starts again. You talk about Ashton Turner, probably can't find a spot in WA Sheffield Shield team. And the other thing is we welcome back, of course, your eldest boy, Sean Marsh, into the Sheffield Shield side as captain. It's an amazing set of circumstances. WA Cricket, and you're involved with it, is so strong at the moment. Well, so strong, but we've, we've just got so much talent. I mean, I was we were training this morning. I mean, we've got our 11 players, 12, we've got 13 players uh, playing um, uh, in Adelaide starting tomorrow. But at training today, you know, we had Ashton Turner, we had Mitch Marsh, um, uh, Philippi, um, Darcy Short, um, uh, Goodwin. You know, we had a whole list of players that have, we could have taken that side, Berendorf. Uh, Joel Paris were in Perth today. We've got uh, so much talent, but there's been so much hard work gone into Western Australian cricket from the day that Justin Langer walked into the Wacker and to what we've got now. There's been so much work and effort uh, by every single person. Adam Bogus was there as, as Justin's uh, captain, and he's taken over from Justin and done a magnificent job, and all the support staff that are in now, they just work hard. And uh, and some of the support staff, Bo Cash and these guys, they just know the game so well. And um, he certainly, Bo Casson to me, is the best cricket coach since Bobby Simpson in 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 teaching players the skill of the game. That is and, a uh, that is a huge rap. That is a huge rap for Bo Casson. You honestly believe that he's as good as Bobby Simpson? I, well, I know it. I see it every day. I see it every day. I mean, his his ability to to work players out and to help them and uh, make them better cricketers. You only have to see what we're producing on the ground at the moment. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's fast bowling, spin or batting. His, uh, his ability to read players and to be able to fix them is, is incredible. And, and, and put him with Adam. Um, there's a magnificent partnership along with with McDonald, the fast bowling coach, and um, and Wes Robinson as the um, uh, academy coach. Yeah, fantastic. So, Jeff, uh, you played uh, for WA in Australia during a golden period. We were so strong, particularly WA. How do you see WA cricket now? Is it the strongest you've seen it for many, many years? And if so, is it the strongest combination we've ever seen? 
Well, I think I think just the the talent coming through, and I'm, we're not just talking about the state players now, state squad players. It's some of the players in the academy, some of our players coming through in the under 19s and under 17s, and all the work that um, our cricket development area does. Um, you know, they all work hard. They all have an understanding of what's required, and um, I think the talent coming through and um, and and the way it is so well organised at the moment that um, will be a very strong competitive state for a long time to come. Good on you, Jeff. Lovely to talk to you, mate. You speak with passion. You believe in WA cricket. You love it, and uh, it's been great having a chat to you. Uh, enjoy the Sheffield Shield game, and we'll keep in touch. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much, mate. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Yes, congratulations to the Perth Wildcats. They fight to live another day. Jimmy Williams will drop in shortly and give you a full wrap. Uh, but they went to the Wildcats. They've beaten the South East Melbourne Phoenix on the back end of a 41-point final term to win 106 to 99. They only scored 18 points in the third term and lost a bit of ascendancy, but they've bounced back on the back end of Bryce Cotton, 41 points in the final term to win 106-99. And they will play the loser of the other match that's going to get underway shortly, the Taipans uh, against, in fact, the Jack Jumpers and the Taipans that get underway shortly. All right, uh, Jimmy's going to give us a full wrap in just a moment. Let's go to the cricket. Uh, it is now a change of innings. Uh, Australia have been dismissed for 177 Going through the scorecard, Dave Warner was out for one. Usman Kawaja, one. Manus Labashane, 49. Steve Smith, 37. Matt Renshaw, who was a surprise inclusion, batting at number five, out for a golden duck, LBW to Gajaja. Uh, Peter Hanscom made 31. Alex Carey, 36. Pat Cummings, six. Todd Murphy, in his test debut, lasted uh, three balls. In fact, five balls out for no score. Nathan Lyon was not out, Nord and Scott Boland, the last man out for one. So all out for 177, the Australians. And looking at the bowling figures, a five-wicket haul there for Ravinda Gajaja. 22 overs, eight maidens, five for 47. Shami took one for 18 off nine overs. Siraj took uh, one for 30 off seven overs. And the three wickets also to uh, Ashwin, uh, 15.5 overs, two maidens, Three, four, forty-two. So that's where the cricket sits at the moment. Carlton fans, we've got some uh, news regarding your, your team coming up in just a tick. But let's now go back to the NBL. A big win in the qualifier by the Perth Wildcats. A come-from-behind win. And uh, Jimmy Williams, who's been right across it, uh, that was a fantastic final term. As I mentioned, is it true to say, riding on the shoulders of a brilliant uh, solo effort from Bryce Cotton? Yeah, he makes them such a different team. He just frees them up a little bit. But it was a, a – I mean, Bryce just gives them multiple different looks. It was a pretty good team effort, but he certainly came to life to finish with 26 points, 7 of 19, uh, 3 from 11, uh, 2 points, and 4 from 8 from 3 points. That's a pretty a solid performance from him. But guys like Mitch Norton too, Pete, 300-plus um, games, 10 points off the bench – putting his body on the line. They came up massively defensively and it put pressure on the Phoenix and they couldn't mm. quite 
stay with him in the last that last quarter, but 41 points in the fourth quarter. If they can find that rhythm earlier in games, I think teams will be worried playing them uh, as we continue to progress. Like we said earlier, they're going to play the loser of this game between Tassie and Cairns. Um, but yeah, and that's on Sunday. Mm, very that's solid win. So they're on the road for the entire yeah. campaign, aren't they? Uh, I think is, I'm not sure. No, there's a way. I think we play game. If we get, if we get back here. So if we get through that game, mm-hmm. I think we get game two here, here. If we get the best to it, of three, isn't if it? If we get to it, one of those three game series. Yes, I think so. Yep. Okay. Uh, Lisa from Ellenbrook says, hi, Pete, any chance of Jimmy calling the live on air the last <laughs> minutes of the basketball, please. Uh, unfortunately, well, we haven't got the rights to do that. Yeah, have we? I would, would love to lease, but uh, unfortunately, no, the, I think the exclusive rights for the NBL finals lie with Fox and they did a terrific job. Yep. Saying that, uh, where to here now for the Wildcats? So after that performance, they reckon you're only as good as your last performance and you can take some momentum maybe from that final term mm. into the match on Sunday. Well, Brady Menick, 6 of 11 from three-point land, which is better than 50%. Bryce Cotton, 4 from 8. From there, 50%. Mitch Norton, 1 of 2, 50% from 3. Uh, they they have the makings, Pete. We've seen what... Their, uh, their imports are like at the best of times. And unfortunately, we've seen them when they haven't been so good. But tonight, Tayshawn Thomas, 13 points. And, and Brady Manick, who I spoke of, he finished with 24 really high shooting percentages. When those guys are on um, and when they defend as a unit for long periods of time, not lapses, they're a really good team. Uh, Luke Travers, 11 points, 5 of 9 from the field, uh, 4 of 7 for two, and then one of two from three. So really good shooting numbers to light them up in the fourth. If they can if they can stay with teams and then find that little burst, mm. they're a dangerous team. Yeah, okay. And as we let you go, Jimmy, and we might bring some more if uh, time permits, but mm. they're going to go into the Cairns uh, match against the Jack Jumpers. Yep. Who do you think will win that? And who do you think the Wildcats could possibly face on Sunday? I think Tassie wins this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would mean that they'd play Cairns. Now, we didn't go too well against Cairns the other night when they didn't have uh, their big import playing in Tajim McCall, so, uh, and we didn't go too well. But long time ago, by the time that one rolls around on Sunday, would they have a preference of who they'd play? Oh, I'm not entirely sure, especially after losing to Cairns on home court here the other night on Friday. Um, but Tassie had the capability of lighting teams up too from deep. So no preference for them. So I'm leaning towards the Jack Jumpers to win tonight over Cairns. Good on you, Jimmy. Thanks for that. Uh, So Jimmy Williams bringing us right up to date with everything else regarding the Perth Wildcats. Congratulations to them. That was a grandstand finish. uh, As Jimmy mentioned, 41 points in that final quarter. It was just out of this world. All right. Speaking of out of this world, uh, Rod Sharma's not mucking around for the Indians. He just smacked uh, Pat Cummings for three fours in his opening over. Cummings has bowled one over, none for 13, and Boland is now bowling the second over the innings. Now, India already are no wicket for 15 of only 10 balls. I think they could be for a tough time, Australia. As we mentioned, Australia earlier dismissed for 177. Uh, India, no doubt, uh, on the attack and trying to put the Australian pace bowlers under a bit of pressure. We're going to give you a full preview because today all the fighters that will take part in that big event at RAC Arena were at a major press conference. Brett Benetti, our MMA boxing and UFC expert, was there. So he's going to join us shortly to give us a full wrap on how it all went today. 
But just looking at some other sport, and Carlton were on display today. Sam Walsh, of course, one of their star gun players, uh, he has got is carrying an injury at the moment. Uh, he gave us an update on how he's travelling ahead of the pre-season and, of course, the season proper. Yeah, going well, thanks. It's um, It's been a good sort of five-week block of rehab for me at the moment um, since surgery, and um, I feel like I'm really tracking in the right direction, but um, it's obviously still a fair bit to go, but it's just great to be back out there um, amongst the group at times and um, feeling like I'm getting something out of my days, which has been great. Yeah, at this stage, it's been a um, solid enough running base. Um, I think there's a lot of um, rehab and strengthening around sort of the back and other areas, and the, the probably the main positive for me to grab out of this is I can work on a lot of other parts of my body and um, st- certainly learn a fair bit about myself. So um, I'm really confident with the direction it's heading and um, i just got to keep doing the right things and sure that'll land me in a good spot. Yeah, for me, it's um, I ha- haven't looked too far ahead. Uh, it sounds like a little bit cliche, but with the physios at the moment, it's sort of every session there's um, incremental gains that's involved, but um, we haven't put a timeline on, on the contact stuff just of yet. Um, certainly with the back, there's uh, some strict timelines you have to follow, but now that we're past that six-week mark, we can start intro into a lot of things, but you definitely learn the amount of aspects there are in footy when you're introing back into all that stuff. So there you go. That's uh, Sam Walsh's update on his injury and going through rehab at the moment. It's interesting that Patrick Cripps, uh, the West Aussie, uh, where he thinks the improvement could possibly come from uh, the Carlton Footy Club. As we know, they narrowly missed out on the AFL finals last year after, for the most part, being in contention. But they fell away poorly in the last third of the season. So this is what the skipper had to say on where the improvement needs to come if they are going to be contenders in 2023. Hunger's there. Um, guys came back uh, day one and they're ready to go. So um, we feel like we've made some strides, but um, until we actually test against opposition, you never really know. But uh, we feel like we're in a good spot. I think there's, there's just marginal improvements all over the ground from a leadership point of view, um, players. So. Uh, a lot of game awareness stuff and um, things like that. So um, I think that continuity of that and um, I think, like I said before, the foundation we built last year, um, having a lot of stability at the club and, and building off that, um, it's going to see some growth from that. Um, and and, our, and our, uh, I suppose our, our list is sort of maturing, like one of the oldest at 27. So um, these guys are sort of getting more experience under their belt. We're playing more footy together. So those connections on field and the chemistry is um, going to go up another level. So um, that's exciting. Um, uh, and that's where I think the, the definitely improvement will come from. Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, Patrick Cripps. And uh, a lot of respect, as we know, for the current CEO, Brian Cook. We know him very well. A CEO at the West Coast Eagles. Did enormous things at the Geelong Football Club. And the Blues were very keen to get him on board to turn things around uh, at uh, Carlton after what had been a decade or so of uh, very, very poor on-field performances. And now he's flashing the possibility of a premiership at Carlton in the next five years. Well, in, in our business plan, we, we, we've, we've indicated we'll win uh, uh, at least at least one uh, men's and women's uh, premiership. But, you know, the, the real issue for us in the next five years, that isn't our plan, but the real issue for us is to keep improving every year. Uh, that's it, that's the important thing, both, both on and off the field. Um, not sure exactly what that means, um, apart from, you know, I think last year I said uh, the aim was to win more games than we lose, and in the last 10 years that would have got us in the eight, but it didn't get us in the eight. So, you know, uh, we'll improve on last year. That's our aim. Uh, where that ends up from a, from a, you know, a latter point of view, who knows? Uh, everybody at this stage of proceedings, even the West Coast Eagles and Fremantle, reckon they'll have a, 
a fantastic year. This is where it is pre-season. Yeah, money uh, talks pretty cheap at this time. Uh, we'll wait till the business uh, really does ramp up. But everybody's at the starting blocks. Everybody's in shape. Everybody's looking forward to a, a positive 2023 campaign, including the Carlton Blues. Let's just update what's happening in the cricket before we take a break and come back with the latest uh, in the build-up to the big one at RAC Arena on Sunday morning. Uh, we have got India currently no wicket for 15 after three overs. Australia making 177. You're listening to SENWA with Peter Vlahos. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos here on this Thursday. Really looking forward to this event. Many are here in Perth that have got the red-hot tickets to go and see UFC 284 at RAC Arena. It was the hottest ticket in town when they were released some weeks ago and they were snapped up like wildfire. A man that is our man when it comes to MMA, boxing, and everything to do with, of course, combat sports, is Brett Benetti, and he joins us uh, right now here on Sports Day. Brett, thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Peter. It's been a heck of a week, hasn't it? It's been massive, and we're finally here, and uh, and it's a magnificent card. First time that UFC's been back to Australia in a number of years, and uh, we can't wait. Well, today it was the UFC press day, and I know you went along and you spoke to many of the fighters, many of the draw cards in the big event on Sunday. Uh, Tell us what they had to say and how it all went. Yes. uh, Yeah, it was obviously the fighters come out one by one. And a big thanks to Jody Margolis as well, who uh, Miss Ledfoot, who uh, took a lot of the, uh, the photos and videos that were shared with SCN today. Uh, but yeah, they they came out one by one, and, uh, and obviously, you know, one of the biggest fights in UFC history, which is the main event, Islam Makachev defending his lightweight belt against uh, our very own Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, who's the current featherweight champion. So this is a a fight not only for Makachev's title, but uh, the number one pound-for-pound title uh, on on the planet. So cannot wait. And it's interesting to see what both guys had to say. Alexander Volkanovsky, his thoughts were that, that... Makachev is a very calculated and cool, calm, collected fighter and doesn't take risks. So he doesn't believe that, uh, that Makachev will be trying to knock him out. He believes that uh, he'll be trying to take Volkanovsky to the ground and try and submit him, where Makachev basically said that he wants to try and, uh, and believes he will not uh, knock Volkanovsky out. So, again, th- this is a type of area where the fighters come out and talk about what they think will happen or what they want to do. Uh, but we, we're obviously going to find out on uh, on Sunday. But that is going to be one hell of a fight. Before we move on to the rest of the uh, card and some of the features, including, of course, our very own Jack Della Maddalena, if Alexander Volkanovsky wins this, where does he go from here? Because all of a sudden he becomes a very much a sought-after product at UFC level, doesn't he? Well, he's already there, number one pound-for-pound fighter currently, and he'll have two belts and only the fourth person to do it in UFC history. So it's going to be magnificent if he gets the win. And what he plans to be an active champion. So he wants to take Makachev's lightweight belt and then go down 
back to where he's currently champion in the featherweight division and defend his belt against either Yair Rodriguez or Josh Emmett, who is the co-main event of UFC 84 to this, uh, 284 this weekend. They're fighting for his interim title. So you're going to have a clear number one contender after that fight. So uh, And Alexander Volkanovsky wants to stay busy and go up and down. But there's talks today that... Conor McGregor is going to be facing Michael Chandler. They're going to be opposite sides. Uh, they're going to be coaches on the next season of The Ultimate Fighter. And if uh, Conor McGregor can get a win over Michael Chandler, Volkanovski wants to fight with Conor McGregor. So he is in a situation where he can call the shots, especially if he gets a win on uh, on Sunday. So sky's the limit uh, for, for our very own Alexander the Great Volkanovski. Let's just stay with that co-main event between Rodriguez and Emmett for the interim featherweight title. Tell us more about what we're likely to see there. Yeah, it's going to be a very good fight. Both these guys have been calling for a uh, title shot for a while, and, uh, and and it's interesting. Josh Emmett, uh, you know, coming off a very close uh, win in his last fight, where a lot of pe- a lot of people thought that he lost, but he got the judges' decision, so he can actually uh, you know move forward, and he gets this interim title shot against a tougher you know, year Rodriguez. So I think this is going to be a very good fight. It's a fifty-fifty fight for me, but uh, yeah, it's a fight that I'm really looking forward to, and and both these guys. That we're asked today in the press conference because sometimes when fighters fight for interim belt, you've got situations where we've seen it before in the past where Michael Bisping, for example, threw the belt down and you know, this means nothing, I want the full version of the belt, where others, like Dustin Poirier when he won the interim title belt, put it over his, uh, over his shoulder and it's one of the proudest moments he'd ever, ever seen. So, you know, each personality set her own. But I'll tell you, both guys were asked that question today and they'll be taking this, uh, this title uh, shot very seriously and, uh, and they'll be very proud to be uh, known as interim champ and want that shot against Volkanovski down the track. A lot of people that will be going to the RAC Arena on Sunday morning will be really excited about seeing a local product there who has won his last 11 bouts. We're talking about Jack Della Maddalena, known as Jack Della. He's taken on the veteran Randy Brown. What did Jack have to say at the press conference today? Yeah, he wants to put, uh, go in there and put a performance uh, in front of his home crowd. And, uh, and he's creating history as well because he'll be the first fighter from Perth to ever fight in Perth because the last time the UFC was here, there was no Perth fighters on the card. So he's the first to do it. And he's the current uh, UFC Rookie of the Year, 2022 Rookie of the Year, three first-round knockouts. What a way to start his UFC career on a roll. Again, I had the pleasure of calling his, uh, his fight when he was fighting for Eternal MMA. And he comes up, he, he, and he's only going to get uh, tougher opponents from here. Randy Brown has had 14 fights in the UFC. He's won 10 of them, including his last four. So very tough opponent. He's going to be taller than uh, Jack as well. So long and rangy, very dangerous. But we have every confidence that Jack Della Maddalena is going to get the win on uh, on Sunday in front of his home crowd. He is something special, and I think that he's on a path uh, to greatness, and uh, we can call him Perth's own. Yeah, that's fantastic. Really looking forward to that. I know a lot of people are excited about seeing that uh, co-main event as well. There's also several other Aussies on the card. Uh, Brett, tell us more about uh, what we can look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, a record number of Australians on this on this card. So we're creating records wherever we look at a sold out ROC Arena on uh, on Sunday. But a, a banger to start the main card: Jimmy Crute taking on Alonzo Menafield. I think someone's going to sleep in this fight. Both guys are very heavy hitters. 
and uh, and it's an exciting way to, to kick off the main card on Sunday. So I cannot wait for that one. And uh, great to see Tyson Pedro uh, back in uh, in action as well against Modestus Bukakis. So uh, <laughs> light heavyweight. He's had a, he's had a change of opponent as well. Uh, but uh, but look, he's. He's had a rough trot, uh, Tyson Pedro, over the last few years. He was once considered as the next uh, bright prospect of Australian MMA, had a couple of good wins, but then had injuries, uh, you know, did his knee, and then on, the, on his comeback did it again. He's had three uh, knee, knee, knee surgeries, ACL injuries, so uh, he came back, he's won his uh, you know, comeback, two comeback fights and, uh, and gets to fight in front of his own crowd. And he was on the Perth card back in 2018 as well, so he's looking to re- repeat that type of performance he had on that card where he was stiff not to uh, earn a fight of the night bonus. So really looking forward to uh, Tyson uh, you know, Pedro. Also, an uh, internal MMA product as well, Jack Jenkins, who uh, earned a UFC contract with a great uh, performance at Dana White's Contender Series last year. He takes on a newcomer called Don Shannis. So we called Don Shannis a newcomer, and I'm glad Jack Jenkins said this today in the press conference. Don, he's had one fight where he's caught up in less than a week's notice to take on a very tough uh, opponent, uh, Sadiq, last year, and the fight ended very quickly. So I think this is more of a reset. So I think that this will be a debut for both these guys on the weekend. He's the main fight of the early preliminary portion of the card. So, again, a lot to, lot, a lot to like. Uh, on this weekend at UFC 284. Yeah, you had a big weekend too, Brett. Apart from UFC 284, you've got Eternal MMA and it's Eternal 73 on Saturday. Tell us more about that before we let you go. Oh, unbelievable weekend I've got. So, yes, uh, Saturday, Eternal 73, Australia's best MMA promotion. And I'm really looking forward to the main event as well because you've got Stephen Astro Boy Ursig, who I've said many times, I've called several several of his fights, and I believe he's UFC ready right now. But he had a, what was, 2022 was supposed to be his year, but he had a frustrating year because he was meant to fight on Dana White's Contender Series, go on the same path as Jack Della Maddalena, but he had visa issues and, uh, and then couldn't get to fight. So he finds himself in the main event at Eternal 73 uh, on, um, on, on Saturday, right before uh, UFC 284. So he's going to want to make a statement on that card. Uh, and, uh, and and probably sign his ticket to the UFC after that. So we'll look out for that name uh, on, on Saturday at Eternal MMA. So what you can do, Brett, you'll finish with Eternal 73 and just go across the uh, railway line to the RAC Arena because the uh, doors open at 5am on Sunday morning. There you go. Go from one to the other. Yeah. You've just described my weekend, a <laughs> festival of MMA for me. That's how busy I'm going to be. So uh, I can't wait. I love it. And, uh, and we've still got more activities uh, with the UFC leading up. You've got the, uh, the press conference. You've got the weigh-in at RAC Arena, the ceremonial weigh-in on Saturday morning as well. So what a weekend. And you don't want to be anywhere else but Perth, WA. You've covered it beautifully. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time here on uh, Sports Day, WA. And uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base with you early next week. Certainly will, Peter. Enjoy the fights. I love it. Brett Bonetti, gee, he loves it. And he knows more about it than anybody else. Great to have him on the program. If you are going on Sunday, enjoy the event. A lot of people are. Well, uh, before I go for New Farm Australian through and through, let's have a look at Perth weather tomorrow. We're looking at a sunny day. It's going to cool off a bit. Uh, light winds becoming southwesterly, 25 to 40 knots. So the Frio dock will be pretty fresh tomorrow. And that'll come up in the morning, and then they'll go cooler southerly, 15 to 25 knots, 
in the late evening, dropping to a low tonight of 19, up to 28 tomorrow, 29 for Saturday and 32 for Sunday. So as you can tell, it's going to be a pretty mild type of next three days compared uh, to what we are normally expecting this time of the year when it comes to summer, uh, because this time of the year normally is the hottest period for us here in Perth. And for those people in Bunbury, again, a coolish day tomorrow, uh, 17 to 29 the temperature range, 28 on Saturday and 30 degrees on Sunday. That's all thanks to New Farms products. Uh, they are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia, New Farm Australian through and through. Thanks for joining us this week. It's really been a pleasure and I'll catch up uh, with you again on Monday from 5 here on Sports Day WA. Thanks to Jimmy and Lee for all their help this week. Have a great weekend, everyone.